Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Bert. I'm the lead pastor at True North Community Church. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. I'm going to have a little something to say to you at the end, but for now, let's dive in. Good morning, and welcome to a very special message called The Broken Ladder. If you're new to our church, my name's Bert. I'm one of the pastors here. Really excited to have you with us today. Uh, sorry, I couldn't be with you in person today. I am today on my way to a pastor's retreat out of state, and my flight was changed. The flight time was changed at the last minute. There was nothing I could do about it. And our tech team was kind enough to videotape me ahead of time so I could still be with you on video. I'll be back with you again in person next Sunday. Um, but today, I wanted to deliver a message that would help everybody in our church understand what makes our church somewhat unique. Uh, a couple of the distinctives. If you've been coming here for a while, this is going to be a great reminder for you of why, hopefully, you love True North. And if you're new or newer, this is perfect. This message is going to be perfect for you because this is going to help you figure out whether or not you want to be a part of this thing, if you like what's going on around here. Um, so this is what we sometimes refer to as a kitchen table talk. Um, you know, usually in, in, in families, when you need to have a talk about something, you sit at the kitchen table. It's where the heavy conversations take place. Uh, and sometimes it's weird if you're trying to have a family conversation at the kitchen table and there are guests in the room. So here's the deal. If you're a guest today, if you're new or newer, this may feel a little bit like you're kind of listening in on some family talk. That's exactly what we intended. And we're really, really glad that you're here uh, with us or watching online. So here's, here's, the, here's the opening question. If you know somebody, and I think we all do, if you know somebody who doesn't go to church, we all know somebody who doesn't go to church, right? We all, we all have uh, neighbors, coworkers, relatives, friends who don't attend church. If you ask them, why? How come you don't go to church? Like, it, if it just came up, you know, you, you would never want to ask that in an accusatory manner, but just, you know, hey, how come you don't go? If you were to find an organic way to ask that question, the answer that you got about why this individual doesn't go to church would almost certainly not be theological. They would almost certainly not say well, I disagree with this thing that they believe, and I disagree with that, and I don't like this. Most of the time, if a person doesn't attend church, their articulation of why would sound something like this. I don't know. I just, it's just weird. I don't, I don't get anything out of it, you know? My parents used to make me go when I was a kid, and I just, you know, sometimes I go, and I... I I leave feeling worse than I did when I showed up. And it's not, it's, it's not relevant to my life. It doesn't, it, there's no value add. There's nothing, it doesn't do anything for me. And after a while, it just felt like a chore. After a while, it just felt like something I had to do. And that's partly because many churches, and I'm not, I'm not here to, to compare our church favorably to any other church, the body of Christ is wide and wonderful. There's lots of different types of churches. But there are some things that churches do that make them better suited to people who are trying to connect with God. When we started this church, we kind of had, uh, we had our, our, our eyes on a certain target. You know, we began this church 
it's hard to believe it's more than 17 years ago now. When we began True North, you know, 17 years ago, um, it wasn't like Long Island needed another church. There's tons of churches on Long Island. But what we found was Long Island really needed a church that could help people fix what's wrong with the ladder. And I'm going to get to that uh, in a second. What we found was, and I think this is still true, Long Island is teeming with people who gave up on church. They never gave up on God, but they gave up on church because the church ceased to be a relevant entity in their lives. Now, if you've ever been uh, to church, if you can remember coming to church, you know, for the first time, is it, is it a welcoming environment or is it an alien environment? So, some of you are here for the first time today. So for some of you, True North has first-time visitors every single week. So some of you are here for the first time today, and we hope the experience was welcoming. But our church is not a typical church. So for some of you, I want you to take a little mental journey with me. I want you to go just a little, a little mental exercise. Imagine, if you will, that you are walking into a church for the first time. Not True North, maybe the church you grew up in, or your, your stereotypical mental picture of a church. If you walk in there for the first time, to you, is it a welcoming environment or is it an alien environment? I would bet your first instinct and your first emotive reaction is, I'm a little uncomfortable about this place. I'm walking in here for the first time. Just imagine it. Go with me. You're walking in for the first time. Uh, these people all seem to know each other. Everyone's talking to everybody else. You don't know anybody. You're not sure where to sit. You know, you don't want to sit in somebody else's, you know, seat. And so you're, you're a little bit, I'm not sure about that. You don't, you, don't, you don't know where the bathrooms are. You don't know where the, you don't know where the kids stuff is if you have kids. And you're not sure about any of that anyway. You know, you, you don't know how to interact with the hymnal, and you're, you, know, you don't really sing hymns, and you don't know any of the songs. And, and then the message to you kind of goes over your head and sometimes, you know, makes you feel worse than you did when you came in. So, so and it's not, just to be clear, that the message is always supposed to make you feel good. Sometimes we come under conviction, and for good reasons. But my point is, when you walk into a church for the first time, it's usually an alien feeling environment. It's not something that initially welcomes you or makes you feel comfortable. And I can remember, uh, you know, I can remember pondering this a little bit as, as we, we thought about it, you know, because people are comfortable almost everywhere else they go, you know. And, and, and again, I'm going to give voice to what your unbelieving neighbor or friend or coworker might say, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable at home, I'm comfortable at work, everybody knows me there, I'm comfortable at the bowling alley, I'm comfortable at the bar, I'm comfortable at the restaurant, I'm comfortable at my neighbor's barbecue, I'm comfortable kind of where I go, but when, wherever I go. But when I get to church, ugh, it's just not a comfortable place. It's not a place where I feel like I can just be myself. It's not a place where I feel like I can just, just sort of relax. It's, it's a little bit tense. And I remember, I remember, I mean, it's been a long time since I went to church for the first time, but um, I had an experience not too long ago where I had, I had some similar vibes happening because I tried to join a gym. Yeah, so shut up. Um, but I, I did, I tried to join a gym. And, you know, I decided this would be good for me and I'll go. And I had never at that time in my life uh, been a member of a gym 
And I understood, you know, you kind of understand what goes on there just from the commercials, but I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And the first thing was, I didn't, I didn't have any, uh, it's weird, but I didn't have gym clothes. You know, my first thing was, well, what, what am I gonna wear if I go to the gym? You know, I, did, I just didn't have any, didn't have any gym clothes. So I had to go to, you know, I went to what was then Models, you know, and I bought some, bought some gym shorts. I bought some Nike shorts and a, and a, you know, a, a t-shirt. And I had, I had a, I had a Nike water bottle, you know, so I had the gear, you know, I had my stuff together and, uh, and got there. And I just remember I walked in and I checked my little card in and, and I just remember walking around the place like this is a totally alien environment to me, a totally alien environment. And immediately, I was able to look around the gym and just survey the room, and instantly I knew, these are not my people. These are, these, are, these are not my people. I don't really fit in here. Half of the people there were in such incredible shape that it was like, okay, man, you, you're either a professional bodybuilder or you just roided out or whatever. I mean, so a lot of these guys were just huge and, and just ripped. And the rest of the people in the gym looked like they needed to eat a sandwich immediately. Like half the people in the gym just looked like they were like on borderline malnourished. Was I just naive to think that like there'd be more fat people in the gym? <laughs> I just, I figured there'd be some more people that look a little more like me in there. And that's not what, what it was. When I got to the gym, I quickly realized, man, all these people are just in incredible shape. And I spent most of the time, it was long enough ago that ear, ear, earbuds had wires. Most of my time at the gym was spent trying not to tangle my earbud wires in the elliptical machine. <laughs> that was my gym experience. It was an alien place for me. It took a long time before I started to feel even remotely at home. And I don't know if I ever really even did. And when you walk into church for the first time, it, it might be real easy for you to scan the room and go, these are not my people. But here's the thing, and pay attention to this because it's important. You can tell a lot about a, a person's physical condition by looking at their body, you know? If somebody's in great shape, you can kind of tell. If somebody's not in great shape, you can usually tell. That's not true spiritually. You have no idea what kind of shape a person's in spiritually. So when you walk into a church for the first time, it might be real easy for you to think, oh man, everybody in here has already made it. Everybody in here is already holy. These are holy people. These are, these are church people. And church people know how to talk to God. And church people know how to connect with God. And church people know how to, to, to have a relationship with God. And I'm not that. Like, I'm, I'm a long way from that. And that, that, it doesn't even feel like that's even gonna work for me. So you're walking into church sometimes for the first time, not knowing who to talk to, not knowing, not knowing even how to approach. You don't quite know yet how to climb the ladder, how to, how, to, how, to, how to interact with all this stuff. And that's frustrating. And it's why a lot of people, if they ever even try church, don't ever go back. So it's a little bit, if you're, you know, if you're walking in, it's a little bit like a broken ladder. So if you can imagine, you take a look at this ladder we got over here, right? It's got all the rungs missing from the bottom of it. So if you're new, like if you're new to church, if you've walked into church for the first time and you're like, I, I really, I could use to connect with God. I, I, I would like to connect with God. I, 
I want this in my life. That would be really cool, actually. You walk in to, to a church where, where you feel like you're in an alien place. You don't even know how to, to step up the thing. Like, there's no next step for you. And it can feel like everybody else is already up the ladder. All the Christians, all the holy people are, are up the ladder already. They've already climbed it. They've already got it figured out. And you're down at the bottom going, I would love to join you up there, but there's no, like, there's, there's no next step. I can't just jump to the top of the ladder. I need steps. I need a way for myself to, to, to get there. I, I need to be comfortable enough that I could actually listen. And these things, like, th these things are huge. It's why, it's why church can be difficult for people. And we're not the first people to struggle with this. In the first century, the church was evolving quickly. And as you may know, Jesus and his original disciples were Jewish. And there were plenty, they just grew up with Jewish customs and Jewish heritage and became believers in Jesus. So for many of the original, like our, our, the original church fathers, they believed that in order to follow Jesus, you had to be Jewish. So this is a reading from the book of Acts that's gonna help us jump back into that world for a minute and understand how they were struggling with exactly the same stuff we're still struggling with. This is uh, the book of Acts, chapter 15. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas and Paul were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and elders. They reported everything God had done through them. But then some of the believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and insisted, the Gentile converts must be circumcised and required to follow the law of Moses. Okay, so there are Gentiles, there are non-Jewish people, if you will, in the first century who would like to follow Jesus, but they're not Jewish. And so the establishment is kind of saying, no, 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 no. If you want to be a Christian, you have to first become Jewish. And that means all of these different ceremonial rites, including circumcision. So you can imagine, as you may imagine, there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chances somewhere else. No, thank you. The church was making Christianity inaccessible. The church was making following Jesus difficult. And then something happened, something beautiful happened in this gathering, this gathering of church elders and early church fathers. Someone stood up and set it all straight. And the guy that stood up and said it straight was James. James, whose book we've read recently, whose words we've read, who seems to be coming up again and again in our messages this year. James, the biological brother of Jesus Christ. This is what James says in response to all of that. Chapter 19. I'm sorry, verse 19. It is my judgment that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Simple. It's my judgment we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. That is still 
the church's mission. We don't want to make it difficult for people to connect with God. We want to make it easy for people to connect with God. We want to make it very simple. We want to make it streamlined and, and comfortable and, and real for people. So, in order to do that, the church has to put the bottom rungs back on the ladder. The church has to find a way to, make, to, 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 to create steps. And if you've ever wondered, if you've ever thought to yourself, man, I just love True North, I, I, but it, you know, it's such a special place, it's hard to describe. Listen, I'm going to give you some words that will help you describe what we do here to others. We put the bottom rungs back on the ladder. So what's the first rung? Let's talk for a minute. These are the rungs. These are uh, the missing rungs on the ladder. This is the first rung. We're going to put the first rung back on the ladder. What's the first rung to put back on the ladder? What's the first thing that, that we've, the very simple thing that we've done to, to create a first step for people? Coffee. That's it. Not rocket science. Coffee and bagels. Bagels help. So when people come in, it smells like there's bagels cooking. There's some, the smell of coffee is in the air. That's good. That feels good. And you can take your coffee. We don't have any signs that say no food or drink allowed in the, in the sanctuary, in the auditorium. We don't have any of that, those signs. We just, we would love for you to bring your coffee into the auditorium. Bring it on in with you. Yeah, some of you are going to spill your coffee. We'll clean the carpet. That's okay. We'll take care of that. Not, really, really not worried about that. We just want you to be comfortable uh, as you approach. So, so the deal is, uh, you know, when you walk into a place for the first time, a cup of coffee, it's comforting. It's just something to do with your hands. It's a simple thing. But the environment, that, 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 that coffee and bagels beginning leads you into the environment right? Now you're in a place, hopefully it's not too hot or too cold. We get a complaint about being too, too hot or too cold once in a while. We try to keep it, keep it regulated. But the, the, the place to our eyes is welcoming, and we want you to feel welcomed. First rung on the ladder, simple. Second rung on the ladder, not rocket science. Could the music, could the music please, please, please be something that sounds like something that I might like to listen to? Does it have to be all ancient hymns? And we've got some hymns that we want to hold on to. We've got some stuff from antiquity that we want to keep alive. But could I just hear something that's going to help me to, to, to connect with God in a way that's a little bit more timely? That's the second rung on the ladder. And the third and final rung on the ladder, and I mean, we could, Mike, we could break these down into lots of different points. I haven't said anything about our amazing kids' ministry or what's going on back there because they, they do an incredible job. But, but the third rung on the ladder is just this. Could I please, 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 could it fit? Yeah. <laughs> could I please, please, please just hear something that makes sense could the message just please be in plain English so that I could still understand it when I get to work on Sunday morning? Could it be something from the Bible, from the scriptures that helps me to better connect with God, that helps me to make better decisions, helps me to live my life better and honor God with my days? Could, it just, could, could you please give me scriptural truth in plain English? English. That's, I think that's what people's hearts are crying out for. We don't, 
We don't want people to have to climb a broken ladder. It's impossible to climb a ladder with the rungs missing. And that's tragic because people come to church looking for something. Like if you're, if you're really in trouble, you know, some of you, maybe this happened to you. You walked into church and you were, you were in crisis, you know. Your career was in crisis or your marriage was in crisis or your kid was addicted to something or there was some horrible thing going on in your life and your head was spinning and you just needed to connect with God. You walk into a church where the bottom rungs are not on the ladder. You don't even know how to climb. You can't get there. And you might be thinking, I would love to climb that. I'd love to get up there and connect with God. But I can't. I don't know what to do next. It breaks my heart. It breaks all of our hearts. It's why we do what we do here. Here's another illustration that may help you. If you were at your friend's house and you were watching baseball game, football game, whatever, movie, doesn't matter. And you were a little thirsty. You know, you're eating some chips, maybe. And you say to your buddy, hey, uh, could, I, could I get some water? Be a very normal thing to ask, and your buddy probably would look to you, oh, yeah, 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 no, no problem, I'll be right back. Now imagine your friend leaves the room and comes back into the room in, in about a minute carrying this. And he puts it down in front of you and says, here you go. And goes back to his television. What do you do? You're going you're to look at your friend and go, dude, what's, what's this? And your buddy might look at you and say, you watered water. You asked for water. Look, I even, I, I even brought you a ladle. Here, take a drink. What's wrong? This is what you asked me for. You asked for water. If your friend did that to you, you'd look at him like he was crazy. Now, technically, you asked for water and you got water, but everybody knows this is not how you give somebody a drink of water. There was a time when a, a, a bucket and a ladle was a perfectly acceptable way to give somebody a drink. That was 150 years ago. You tied your horse to the post and got a ladle and a bucket and had your drink. That's not, that's not how people drink water anymore. So your friend leaves the room and gives you a bucket and a ladle, you're going to look at him and go, dude, I've never been that thirsty. I'm not, well, come on. But what if your friend leaves the room and comes back and goes, here you go, and hands you this? What do you do? Say, thanks. Take the cap off it and you drink, right? Now, what's the difference? Let's just... Imagine for a minute that the water is the same, so maybe the bottled water came from some purified source, but our tap water on Long Island is pretty good. So let's just say for, this, for the sake of the argument that the water in the bucket and the water in the container is the same. Water in the bottle is the same water. Two molecules of hydrogen, one molecule of oxygen. This is what we got, right? H2O. Why would you drink from one and not from the other? It's very simple. It's because of how it was presented. What we want to do here, what our church does and what we're aiming to do, and I'm, I'm 50 this year. If God gives me another 20 years and I make it to 70, I want to be right here doing this, reaching lost people, putting the bottom rungs back on the ladder for the people of Long Island who have given up on church. They never gave up on God. 
but they gave up on church. We want to put the bottom rungs back on the ladder. We want to present the timeless truth. The water is the timeless truth of the gospel. The water, that recipe never changes. It's got to be pure. It's got to be pure, undiluted, 100% water. That's it. The gospel doesn't need us to add anything to it. But the way it's presented has to matter. And this is what we do. So when you volunteer here, when you give your time, that's what you're helping us to do. You're helping us put the bottom rungs back on the ladder. When you give to True North, that's what your dollars are doing. Your dollars are putting the bottom rungs back on the ladder for thousands of people on Long Island who really, really want to connect with God. Because the truth is, and hear it, anytime a church puts the bottom rungs back on the ladder, that church grows. People really do want to connect with God. They just often don't know what next step to take. And they show up at places that are trying to get them to drink from a 150-year-old container that'll never work. So it's my hope. If True North is your home church, you now understand a little bit better why you love it here. And if you're here for the first time, you just looked behind the curtain. You just, saw, you just saw what we do behind the scenes. We just gave you a look at what we're really about. Yeah, we want you to, 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 to be confronted by things. There may be times when we want you to feel uncomfortable, but here's the deal. Our, our, our sort of unwritten mission here, if something is going to make somebody uncomfortable, we want that thing to be the gospel. We don't want people to be made uncomfortable by where to sit or, or how to dress or how to look or is the music weird. or it, like We just, if God nudges you and prompts you in some way, that's beautiful. We're very cool with you having to go home and wrestle with that. But when you come to worship Jesus, we want the experience for you to be as comfortable as it can be so that God can have your full attention. We talked recently in a message here about how, how big a word comfort is recently. We talked just a couple of weeks ago about comfort and how something makes us uncomfortable, we don't like it, and if something makes us comfortable, it's all good. And here I am talking about making you comfortable. Yeah, precisely. Because sometimes, and maybe we can just agree all the time, we're all so busy, we're all so crazed, it's a little difficult for God to have our full attention. We want to create a space where it's easy for the people of Long Island to give God their full attention. That's what we do here. That's what we're about. Thank you for being a part of this crazy thing and, and helping so many connect with God. And if you're new or new-ish to our church, we would love for you to be a part of this crazy thing and help us reach more people and let them know it's not hard to connect with God. Jesus did all the heavy lifting. When Jesus came and, and, and shed his blood and died on the cross for us, he made a way for us to climb the ladder. And it isn't that we, we get to heaven on our own strength or because we were smart enough to know how to climb. It's God who does the saving, but it is up to us to take the next step. And it's my hope that every single one of you will. With that, I'm gonna pray. Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather here and uh, 
to connect with you and to hear from your word. Thank you for, for James who stood up and so clearly said we should not make it difficult for people who are turning to God. Father, it's my heart and my hope that our church will be a place, Father, where people can connect with you easily, where people know the next steps to take and can be welcomed in. Father, thank you for the, for the many who have sacrificed so much to make this place possible and continue to sacrifice that this place might continue to be possible. We praise you and just want to express our gratitude for the chance to play a part in your amazing story. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks once again for taking the time to listen. It's an honor to have you with us. If you'd like to support our church financially and help us continue to put this content out there for free, that would be a really big deal to us. We're completely supported by the contributions of the people that come to our church. And if you'd like to help, you can do that online at truenorthchurch.net slash give, or you can do it with a text message. Just text the word True North to 77977 on your cell phone and you'll get a prompt leading you through how to do that. Thanks again for dialing in. See you soon. Bye-bye.